0: It is a new episode of the Tapped In SF Giants Baseball Podcast. I am Andrew Pasquini, as always, with Leo Luna. Uh, another exciting week of Giants baseball, uh, really at a point where we don't even have to ask the question if they're good or not anymore, Where they're just good. Uh, before we dive into the games, Leo, how was your week, your weekend? How how'd you, How are you doing in general?
1: Um. So I, I kind of caught a cold. Uh, so a little stuffed up, a uh, li- little scratchy throat, but you know what? Uh, that's fine. G- Giants are tying series or winning series. Uh, They're best in baseball, definitely best in the National League. Um, and hey, they're, they're competitors, the San Diego Padres, they lost today. So that that kind of helps out with the Giants where they are.
0: Yeah, the the Padres losing. The Dodgers are currently playing. Uh, it is Wednesday, June 9th. Nice. Uh, we're recording after the Giants lose to the Texas Rangers, which we'll talk about a little bit. I think there's one really notable thing. There's going to be games like today where, you know, you lose games you're supposed to win and you win games you're supposed to lose. I think, honestly, if if we flip the results of this series, because I, th- I really think last night the uh, 9-4 win that's one of those that really felt like they were going to lose the entire game. And they, they score seven in the last two innings. Uh, you know, things like that happen over the course of a season. So, hey, they get the split in Texas. Uh, but let's go over the past week in Giants baseball, Leo. Um, we left off with an 8-1 to loss to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. But I don't think they're of Anaheim anymore. So we're going to go into uh the Cubs series. The Giants opened up a four-game series against the Chicago Cubs of Chicago. Uh they win the first game 7 to 2. Buster Posey kept doing his thing. He goes 2 for 5 in that game. Disco De goes 6 innings pitched, four strikeouts, only gives up four hits. Uh the Giants just overall looked look good in that game. That was that was a pretty easy win um for the Giants. Game 2, another relatively easy one uh they score six in the second inning they beat the cubs eight to five uh scott Kazmir, his what seems to be maybe most likely his last start as a giant uh they dfa him the next day he goes two innings pitched um let's see here let's uh let's name another game buster posey has another two for five days so he, he was hitting well this series uh saturday the giants win four to three i was at that game very very electric uh Crawford goes 2 for 4. He continues his hot streak. Kevin Gosman, he goes 7 innings. He gives up 2 hits, 10 strikeouts. All 10 were swinging strikeouts, all 10 strikeouts were on splitters. Again uh, gets a little weird going in the or in the ninth inning. Uh Tyler Rogers able to close it out. Uh but the Giants still lose Evan Longoria. He I believe he hurt his shoulder. Uh running into Brandon Crawford on a play that was likely Crawford's ball. Um, The Giants make three errors in that inning. Uh, Longoria is out four to six weeks. Hurts the Giants. He was having one of the best hitting years of his career. Uh, They then go into game four of the series looking for the four-game sweep. The Cubs win four to three. Patrick Wisdom has a series. He hit a couple home runs uh, in the first three games of the series. He added two more. On Sunday, a big part of why the Cubs win that game, Johnny Cueto only goes four and a third, gives up six hits, three earned runs, four total earned runs. And then obviously the game we just talked about, the Giants beat the Rangers in the first game of their two game set on Tuesday after a day off Monday. Uh, Brandon Crawford, which we'll talk about, he had two home runs. He also did another important thing that game, which we'll touch on here in a little bit. Uh, Giants, as we said, nine to four, four runs in the eighth when they were down uh, if I could do math, four to two, and then they had three more in the ninth, and then obviously today or Wednesday's, uh, they lose to the Rangers four to three and eleven. Uh, they both score a run in the tenth inning, and then Jake McGee comes into the bottom of the eleventh and throws a bunch of fastballs, and he threw o two fastball right down the middle to uh, I forget who had the hit. I'm totally drawing a blank and that's okay because I've already blocked this game out. Brock Holt, he hit the single to win the game. So the Giants on the season stand at 38-23. and 23. As of this recording, the Dodgers are playing. Uh, they're either going to be two games up in the NL West or, three game, or two and a half up on the Padres. Uh, the Dodgers can move either up or down depending on what they do against the Pirates. In terms of best record in baseball, Leo, the Tampa Bay Rays, as of this second, have the best record by win percentage. But that comes down to what they do against Nationals as they're playing the Nationals right now. Th- right now, If the Rays win, they'll become the first team to get the 40 wins. But if they lose, they'll uh, have more losses than the Giants, which puts the Giants at the best team in baseball. Leo, what stood out to you this weekend uh, or, or even in Texas?
1: So uh, I'll start with the Chicago Cubs. It's who is Patrick Wisdom? And why do I need him to be a San Francisco Giant immediately? Yeah. Oh my gosh! And it wasn't just—we've seen that in the past, where say Arenado come and plays the Giants, and Arenado has a crazy wild series to where he, you know, all of a sudden now he's hot, or something with Paul Goldsch- Goldschmidt—he's done that plenty of times when he was a member of the Arizona Diamondbacks. But with Patrick Smith or wisdom, he's been hot you know, coming into that series and now I need the giants to go trade for him. I'm just kidding. I'd rather have Chris Bryant long term, Uh, but with the (laughs) Chicago Cubs, what stood out is is they were playing a hot Chicago team. Yes. Uh, They were just as hot as a deep dish pizza. Uh, And this team for about a three week stretch, I'm talking about the Chicago Cubs. They haven't lost games by more than two runs. They come in sweep Padres and all of a sudden they're having to face the thin crust pizza, San Francisco giants. And they lose by five game game one, they lose by three game two. So literally those first two games, they did something against the Chicago Cubs team that literally no one else on the Chicago Cubs schedule. That's even the Cardinal who's, who's been battling for first place. So they played against the Brewers in that same stretch as well. They haven't been able to beat the Cubs by two runs twice. Hell, all those teams combined in that stretch hasn't beat the cups by two runs and then man so you're really excited that saturday game comes mr andrew pasquini's at that game so yes. you know the vibe is electric and then and then you get to the ninth inning it's literally like perfect scenario diesel calfani just has a crazy game yeah he Got gave me. up a two-run shot but guess what Yes, Gosman, I don't know why I keep doing that with those two. Okay. just flip the names for whatever reason. So Kevin Gosman has 10 strikeouts in that game, and guess what? The The two-run home run he gave up doesn't count for, any, for earned runs. So that he's able to keep the earned run streak going for the San Francisco Giants in his starts, and then the ninth inning comes, and it's just very, very unfortunate to see Longo go down as like you said, that was probably Brandon Crawford's ball. Well, not probably. It was definitely Brent Crawford's ball. And then what's a Giants game without a little bit of uh, um, pain at the end or or what's it called? Uh, Tor-
0: torture, I think is the word. You're
1: torture. About. There we that's go. That's the torture. word we like uh, to use,
0: apparently.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's the money word. So, you know, t- literally, so I was, I was at a, uh, a family birthday part party. Well, it was, it was very, very small, uh, like literally 10 people there. So I was, you know, at the table in the backyard, watching the game on my phone, literally after the Longoria plays happen, my phone dies. I'm just like. Oh no! Like what? What is going on here? Not only I'm getting torture in this ninth inning, my phone dies at the same time. Uh, so I rush to plug in my phone. By the time it turns on, I'm just like, "Oh yeah, Giant Swan, perfect." Uh, I I was able to get get the notification without the the anxiety that came along with that game. Uh, in that ninth inning, Sunday, it was it was kind of one of those. I hope we sweep the Cubs, but at the same time, we're playing the Cubs. This is going to be crazy if we sweep them for four games, considering how hot they were. And they probably do sweep them. If it wasn't for freaking Patrick Wisdom, we're not talking about Chris Bryant. We're not talking about Javier Baez. We're not talking about uh, what's the name the, the the catcher that they have as well. Uh, we're not talking about one of those guys. We're talking about Patrick Wisdom, who was, frankly. 80% of baseball fans knew who the guy was before the season started. That's the reason why the Giants don't get the sweep. Mm-hmm. And with the Texas Rangers, uh, yesterday when they win 9-4, I find it so funny because the game's getting later and later uh, as far before the Giants make their comeback. I took the Giants in a party at one and a half favorite, so meaning the Giants had to win the game by two runs getting a little nervous there because that was the last chip I needed to fall on a 14 parlay and yeah. all of a sudden you know bases get loaded and I'm just like oh like let me let me get some runs closer <laughs> and and then Mike Talkman said say say no more fam and hits that yeah. grand slam and then I'm like oh great that's you know that's the two runs I need like needed it. perfect that like literally m- a money shot to the T, money shot. They're up six four, and then Brandon Crawford was like, "That was, that was cute, Mike." Mike Talkman, that that was kind of cute. Let me show you a big boy home run right, and and give Leo another three run, you know, to work with on his, on his fourteen parlay. So, shout out to those guys. They definitely helped out the bankroll there. And today is uh, is why I'm going to say we we need a reliever in that back end getting a closer is going to be pretty hard at the trade deadline. Uh, But we need to get, we need to get a reliever in there like as soon as possible. I like what I'm seeing with other guys that we're bringing up and, you know, they're putting together quality innings like Zach little, uh, Littell. He's been playing pretty well out of the bullpen. Um, Dominic Leone, I'm totally butchering, butchering that one but you know today he came in and gave up three straight outs granted granted that one of those was able to allow the Rangers to, to get a run in um but were counted against Sammy Long but he didn't give up a hit or a walk in those in those three batters he faced um but yeah like Manes looked really good recently obviously we know Caleb Bearer is gonna come back and, and ball out like he usually does. Friend of the uh, pod Tyler Rogers. Yeah, friend of the pod. Uh and then I just they need a veteran in there. Uh, I, I look at a guy like from Pittsburgh Pirates, Richard Rodriguez. He he's his name's been pretty popular on the hot market. And and it's not someone I'm just like looking at randomly based off contracts and numbers. No, his name's been floating around quite a bit. The last thing I want is for him to end up being a Los Angeles Dodger because, you know, that's a team that trades for relievers every single year. They're never content with what they have in the bullpen. And if I'm looking at them and they've won the division for, what, six, seven years in a row now, and they're training for relievers every single season, well, hell, let's do the same damn thing and let's get another bullpen arm because days like today day is what makes, you know, the difference. Padres lost. You could have gained a, a game on them in, instead of just you know splitting even on the day.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. You make you make a lot of great points. I'm going to try and touch on as many of them as I could remember. Uh, you mentioned Patrick <laughs> Wisdom. He's having an insane season. He has 48 plate appearances this year, eight home runs. Half of his hits are home runs. He has 16 hits on the season. Eight of them are home runs. He's slashing wow. 364 and has a 1.371 OPS. Like he's having an insane season. And, and he's, it's not like he's some up and comer. He's had some big league experience. Uh, You know, not a ton. He, you know, he, he played in 18, 19. He played last year. He only saw seven pitches last year. So, so good on him. I mean, it, it's really cool to see a guy in his, you know, age 30 season, have a breakout year like this, kind of like Kevin Gosman, right? Gosman, he's not He's not exactly young at this point. He's not old, but he's not young. He's not going to be considered an up and comer. But Gosman's really turned it around. Um, the, the the importance of Longoria's injury. Um his OPS at this point is 892. That is the highest OPS he's had in his career. Uh his his previous high before this year, and obviously uh, excuse me it's the second highest 896 in 2012. So like we're getting 2012 Buster Posey, we're getting 2012 Brandon Crawford, and we're also oh getting God. 2012 <laughs> Evan Longoria who was pretty damn good uh with Tampa Bay. Um you know his his OPS plus is the highest it's been in his career at 150 so he he's he's an above average hitter for this Giants team so far, and, and and they really need him in the lineup. I know he hasn't been hitting as many home runs as he did at the start of the season. That's okay. The Giants don't need a guy, or well, they need a guy who hits home run, but they don't rely on home runs, even though they lead the league with 90 home runs, which is really weird. Uh, I never really thought I'd have a sentence on June 9th where I'd say, hey, the Giants <laughs> lead Major League Baseball in home runs with 90. That's just a weird one. Uh, you mentioned Talkman's home run. Uh, here's a fun one. Uh Mike Talkman hits that home run in the top of the ninth inning, or uh, excuse me, the bottom top of the eighth inning. The launch angle on that ball was 19 degrees. And in case you're wondering, kind of how crazy low that is, because that's not a high, that's not a high launch angle at all. In the bottom of the eighth inning, Jason Martin bunted the ball off of Jake McGee that had a 20-degree launch angle. Ha
1: <laughs> ha
0: so Mike Talkman's home run was a lower launch angle than a bunt the very next evening. Like he smoked that baseball. Like like 107.7 off the bat. I'm assuming that's the hardest hit ball of the day it was, the second hardest hit ball and this this is how important launch angle is for you. you ready for this? uh mike talk i know we're already in the stat metric metric talk 15 minutes into it i'm sorry for boring everybody away because we all love this talk uh talkman's home run off the bat was 107.7 a 19 degree launch angle it goes 355 feet crawford he hits his ball 107 um off of an 83.8 mile per hour fastball or a pit not a fastball pitch his launch angle is at 23 so it's 0.7 mile per hour slower and four degrees higher thing goes 408 feet goes 60 feet further just based off that four degree launch so like that's why we preach launch angle nowadays because the, the better the launch, like there's a there's a sweet spot there uh and then you mentioned richard rodriguez uh he's having an insane year out there in pittsburgh every team needs relievers this isn't a giant exclusive thing all 30 teams can use relievers no matter how good you are. No matter how good your bullpen is, you could always use an extra guy. Uh, Richard Rodriguez, he's 31, a 1.85 ERA. Uh, his ERA plus this year is 221. He struck out 19 to 3 walks. So, I mean, he's having an insane year out in Pittsburgh. Uh, and, and he he's definitely going to be a trade piece that could help a lot of teams if he does get moved. And hopefully the Giants, you know, they, they make that call. Uh, but, Leo, do you, do you have any thoughts on – any other things that, that aren't headliners out of the this, these past six games? Because we, we could talk about some of the bigger stories of these games.
1: I'd just like to say, before today's game, before today's game, which it probably doesn't... It, well, it may. <clears throat> the relief pitchers, they were top 10 in ERA. Top 5, top 3 in WHIP. Top five in base on balls, top 10 in hits. Where they're struggling is the long ball, giving up the long ball, and striking out hitters. And when you drop a, like you just said, 19 to three strikeout to base on balls ratio, that can heighten it. Um, you know, so not have an inning like today or, or innings like today. Maybe just get a, get a reliever that chugs yeah. a freaking strike. Obviously, obviously, it's easy to say, like, hey, go get a reliever that strikes out people. Like, Everyone's going to say that, but like, seriously, there's going to be guys on the market, and that's what they need in the bullpen. Because, say, like I said, Dominic Leone, yeah, he didn't give up a hit or a walk, but a run came across that counted against Sammy Long because he gave up a ball that was too far in the outfield where he tagged up, and then he gave up a, a ground ball with one out to where the guy on third was able to come across and score very easily. If, if you get a strikeout in one of those two at-bats, that run doesn't come across a score, and the Giants probably win today's game 2-1. to one. Yeah. Th- yeah no,
0: that's no, the-, the difference you get. Yeah. That, that that feels like the one thing the giants bullpen is missing is that strikeout guy. Like I, like I talk about how cool it is that like Tyler Rogers, he, he doesn't miss bats, but he doesn't allow hard contact, right? He, that's just what he is. And, and I think that's the reason he's successful. You don't see that a lot in today's baseball world. So the giants could definitely use a guy who gets a lot of strikeouts and you mentioned a name. And one of the two names we're going to talk about today, this is going to be a two player podcast. Um, Let's talk about the first one. Sammy Long. Uh, he was Sam Long all the way up until today, in my mind. Uh, apparently he is now Sammy Long, so we're gonna run with it. Uh, he gets he gets his first major league appearance. Um, he's from, he went to Sacramento State. That's pretty electric. I like that personally. Uh, this year in the minors, uh, he started in Richmond. Uh, he starts four games, goes 15 innings pitch, he allows 12 hits in those uh 15 innings so that number is a little inflated but in those 15 innings he has 22 strikeouts to four walks uh so he definitely makes up the amount of hits he had in double a with the amount of strikeouts and the low number of walks he then goes to sacramento he starts one game pitches another he goes seven and two thirds in those two games how about 15 strikeouts to one walk in triple a uh, a whip of 2.61, and I know that's a very small sample size. He only goes two games in Triple A, uh, but in the minors, this league, he goes uh 22 and two thirds innings, a 1.99 ERA, uh 37 strikeouts to five walks. So he comes up today. He doesn't get the start. The Giants start Zach Littell. They go a little bit of an opener strategy. Um And and whether or not, you know, your opinion on the opener strategy, whatever it may be, uh, it worked today for the Giants, um, at least until a certain point in the game. Uh, Sammy Long comes in after Littell gets a one-two-three inning in the first. And to say he was shoving it would be a bit of an under-exaggeration. He pitched so damn well. He goes four innings pitched, one hit, one run, one earned run, seven strikeouts to one walk. Um, if we really want to get into the detail, 69 total pitches, 29 curveballs, 24 strikes, or excuse me, 29 curveballs, 24 4 fastballs, 11 changes, three sinkers, two sliders. Uh, the mac, the fastest, the hardest hit ball he allowed was a 97.9 exit velocity, and the uh, his highest velo he hit today was 95.2. He saw 10 whiffs on 33 swings. Um, he looked good. I, I I really just said a lot of words just to wind up saying he looked really good in his major league debut, Leo.
1: Yeah, he struck out what seven of the first nine batters he faced. Uh, the first batter he faced was a line line out to center field, and then he gave up a walk to begin the third, and then struck out the side in the third, uh, and then he struck out the first two batters in the fourth. So seven of the first nine batters he he struck out and for a guy making his major league debut I think that's pretty freaking impressive <laughs> mm-hmm. I must say uh, so that's kind of the guy they need he's a lefty he's a left so now you have potentially two lefties in the rotation with Wood and, and Sammy Long I would like to see more of Sammy Long like literally his next I, I can't wait to watch it because his curveball is freaking electric. If I'm in that batter's box, I'm swinging every time and usually, you know, when I'm, when I'm watching baseball, it's a lot easier to say, oh my God, like why that guy swing like that wasn't even a good, you know, that good of a break. It's so easy to say but yes. you watch Sammy Long's curveball and it's like, holy shit that like that fools me and I'm just watching TV. Yeah, that, that's my yeah. biggest takeaway from it is just how he worked, like his off-speed pitches. I'm, um, so I, I'm excited to see what his future holds and potentially, you know, what, whether he goes in as the opener or, or, or not, like I, I really don't care <laughs> because he's exciting, you know, to watch. And, you know, he's going to give you anywhere between four to, to six innings of, of solid baseball.
0: Yeah, his his last pitch of the game was the Eli White. He gives up the double. Who um, that run comes across to score, uh, and it, it was probably his worst pitch of the day. It was a changeup that just stayed middle cut. Uh, I was a little outside, and and White did what big league hitters do, uh, and that's just just hit. And, and you know, as simple as that sounds, um, but yeah, Long looked really good um just a really good mix you don't see a lot of guys nowadays um you know having a cha- a curveball thrown more frequently um it was almost like he was throwing the fastball off the curveball uh just overall just very good day from him i'm trying to find the the, the pitch uh oh player breakdowns here it is yeah he, he i don't know man i i just a debut pitching debuts for me are so exciting and i, and I said this a little bit on twitter yesterday because you really never know what you're going to get um you know you could have i mean tim like look at tim Lincecum's first career start right against the phillies he gives up a few home runs in his opening start you know and, and, and he becomes what he is you never know what these first career starts are going to be and i think it helps a little bit that you know long's playing the rangers a team that doesn't hit they don't have gallo in the lineup things like that that obviously helps but he was just he was making people look foolish i mean his his fastball has ranges uh his minimum velocity on it was 91 he could pump it up to 95 the, the curveball was just working all day uh, yeah I, I just a very good opening. I'm, I'm just gonna say start it's easier on my brain uh, a, a very good opening start even though it's not a start from the rookie and if the Giants continue the trend uh, they've had, or not the trend, but if they, if they follow the rotation and Sammy Long is actually going to be in the rotation, uh, his next start would be Monday against the Diamondbacks, Monday the 14th. Uh, after that, it would be Saturday 19th against the Phillies. So, so he's he's running against a couple, obviously Arizona not great offensively. The Phillies lineup can give you some trouble, so we'll see what that can do if, if he gets that opportunity to face them. Um, but I'm I'm very excited to see what he can offer, and I mean it's a little bonus because like you know Sacramento, me living here, uh, there, there's some excitement around it. You know, all my friends like, hey man, he went to Sac State. I have a few friends who who know him personally, so it's it's very exciting to see uh, what's going on with the local kid. I think his uh, his dad was wearing, or, or somebody in his crowd today was wearing the. Uh, high school or the city he's from shirt. So that that was cool at least from a Sacramento standpoint. Uh but just a very good opening start or opening debut for uh, Sammy Long. Yeah, uh so
1: that next Monday against the D-backs in division game. Book it, whatever you do, get in front of the TV if you're if you're not home, get in front of your your MLB or or TV provider app and and watch this guy shove die. I I have a feeling I have just a feeling he's going to go ahead and strike out another seven batters that game. I'm, I'm, another I'm seven. It. Another seven. This guy's got the stuff. Another seven. I'm going for it.
0: Well, well we will remember that then. Leo. I'm, I'm, I'm writing it down. I'm going to make fun of you if you're wrong and ignore it. <laughs> if you're right, that's just what I'm going to do. Um, we're going to, we're going to transition now because there's really no smooth transition to go from Sammy long to this next guy. Um, but, what else is there to say, man? I, I need to apologize, Leo. And hopefully this apology we can send to our friends uh, so they stop being mean to me and bullying me. Um, I said things <laughs> about Brandon Crawford um, earlier in the season, maybe like the third game of the season. Uh, I did say, hey, what's his purpose? You know, he's he's been struggling as of late. Um, boy, was I wrong. Uh, Brandon Crawford yesterday, every, as everybody's aware, he – breaks the Giants career franchise record for games played at shortstop. He is now at 1248 but the record was 1247. And what a season this guy is having. Uh as of this recording which is after the game today, so these stats are up to date. Crawford's hitting 262 with a 912 OPS, 14 home runs. Uh, His 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 walks are pretty good. He's 23 walks to 46 strikeouts. And I mean, you compare his numbers to just what he's done in his career because we kind of known what Brandon Crawford is. He's been here a very long time. His 912 OPS, if that holds, which which you know obviously a lot can change. It would be the first time in his career he has an OPS higher than 800. Uh, his his 14 home runs, he's seven off his career high at this point. We're, it's June 9th, and he has seven home runs off of his career high. What he has done this season has been nothing short of amazing. And it's to me, it really sucks because he's not going to get the all-star love he should get. He should be definitely one of those guys who 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 is up there in the votes. Unfortunately, he plays a position... That is, you know, currently being played by Fernando Tatis Jr., who's going to be an all-star for the next however many years in a row. So he's not going to get that type of love, uh, but at least from a Giants fan standpoint, uh, just what can we say about this guy? He's he, he he's he's had a career where we're like we know the famous photo, right, of him in front of the you know keep the Giants and SF sign. So like he he has that with himself, um, and, and then for this to be his age, what is he now, 35, his age 34 year, and he's putting up career numbers. I, I, I have a question I want to ask, Leo, that I haven't asked yet. I haven't asked to you yet because I didn't want to. I wanted it to, to be natural, and I'll ask after you kind of talk about Brandon Crawford for a second, though.
1: Okay. Yeah, Brandon Crawford. I, when you go back to it, it. Him as a kid on that sign, Giants and SF. That's you know nothing more than just Giants love by seeing that sign there, and someone who's passionate about about the ball club. And and as a fan, that's something you appreciate is when you see a current guy on your team who's who's a legend on your team for one. Knowing he has that passion for that franchise just makes it feel a, a whole lot uh, more attached to him as a player. And then he was one of those, like, Buster Posey's going to get his number retired. He may even get a statue outside of that stadium. Brandon Crawford, I I can say confident he's probably not getting a statue, but he's one of those guys that you may have even just loved to the same level as Buster Posey. You know, the, the hair just flopping at shortstop, him just spinning and turning and making double plays. And the swagger he has, like literally, this guy, his swing is so perfect to where you're like, why doesn't he have 30 home runs every single year? Just because his swing is literally that beautiful. Um, it it, for Brandon Crawford is just so much more. He'll never get the love uh, that I think he deserves just because. You look at, like, say, box scores, you know, some years he's hitting like 240, uh, 14 home runs on the entire season, which he's matched right now, as you said. But, man, this is one of those guys where you're going to get nostalgic about watching future Giants players play shortstop. This is literally guys that you're going to tell your kids and you're going to tell their kids about watching Brian Crawford play the shortstop position. That's just how beautiful and majestic it looks seeing him play out there
0: yeah he he's always been one of those guys where like his glove is what keeps him in the lineup some year because i mean there's a lot of 240 250s in his career uh 2016 he he went up to 275 which is his career high and average in a single season uh he's a career 250 hit hitter man we, we we've loved him for the glove but every so often he'll have these these seasons where hey he's he's a really good hitter and so my question that that kept from you because i want i want to get your reaction i don't want you to think about it because i think this is a question that i think is more fun to get the first reaction if we were to rank all-time san francisco giants Leo, based off of everything so moments performance uh what we know before they were baseball you know every everything we rank you know obviously may's bonds up at the top who is higher on this all-time Giants list, Brandon Crawford or Madison Bumgarner?
1: Ooh. I'm, I'm, going, just, Madison. I'm going Madison. I'm going Madison. Okay. I'm going Madison. He doesn't give you, like, say the everyday appearance as Brandon Crawford does, but... For me, it's more so the 2014 World Series and the whole playoff run where Madison Bumgarner was insane, e- even in the wild card game, insane. Yeah. So I can confidently say Giants aren't even in a position to go to a Game 7 or even in a position to have Madison Bumgarner get that final out to win the World Series. It just does not happen if he if he's not on the team. Um, so the fact that i know we like we as fans got to experience the 2014 world series championship is solely on madison bummerner that's why i'm gonna give him the edge here it's like dude like you gave me the reason i can say three and five and call them a dynasty
0: yeah, I, I think I'm on the same thought as you on that. I think as of right now, I would give it to Bum Gardner, but I feel like there's just a few things uh, that that really play into this that I think make it more of a conversation than one would think. Uh, obviously, the fact that we know Crawford's a lifelong Giants fan, that plays into this a little bit, right? We, we know that th- th- this is his favorite team and he's doing this. He is an all-time great for his favorite team. And then something I want to throw on too is and obviously this can change with Crawford too but I think it'll be also it, it'll also be different is Bumgarner left he he went to the Diamondbacks and picked the Diamondbacks the Giants attempted to get him whether how hard they tried or what they offered him whether or not that was in the ballpark of what Arizona was trying to do um you know I, I think that factors into it because I think if if Crawford leaves because his contract's up at the end of this year and I think it's less obvious now with the plan is with Crawford with how good he's been this year. Um, but if let, let's say mm. Crawford leaves after this season, right? It, it's not going to be because a team outbids the giants. It's going to be because the giants, it, it'll be like a bochi situation where the giants are saying, Hey, listen, we appreciate everything you've done. It's just, it's, it's time for us as a franchise to take a, a move on, whether it's, you know, they decide Luciano's ready, or they go and get one of the big, big free agent names at shortstop. Which I think Crawford's season's kind of changed that plan. So I, I think those are some of the factors that I think make it a little bit closer. I think right now I'm I'm leaning Bumgarner still, but there's a lot of season left, and there's a lot of things Crawford can do to change that. So right now on my all-time list, Bumgarner a little higher than Crawford. I just think it's an interesting conversation to have.
1: Yeah, I think you could have that conversation. I'm sure there's other people that feel different ways um about it because like I said, Brandon Crawford, he literally played it on a everyday basis rather than once every five games. So to some people they may you know have Brandon Crawford higher solely for that reason, seeing him turn double plays at, at shortstop, you know, and that, hell, they could go ahead and counter argue me and, and say the Giants don't win that World Series without brandon crawford's defense either so you, well you know um.
0: well not even that but 2012 is i don't know was it was a 12 or 14 no it was 14 that same playoff he hits the grand slam against the pirates in the wild card game yep. so like you i could take your Bumgarner argument argument saying well they're not even in that situation if crawford doesn't hit that grand slam which I, I i'm not remembering the final score off the top of my head i think they blew that game out actually Uh, The Grand Slam was just the one that broke it away. Uh, I'm looking at the score. Yeah, they won eight to zero, but the Grand Slam, I think, put them ahead. Yeah, put them up four nothing in the fourth, Um, Mm -hmm. which my favorite fact about that home run, which is totally going off the first ever Grand Slam by a shortstop in playoff history was Brandon Crawford's Grand Slam in 2014, which is insane because baseball is a very old sport. Um, But yeah, I I think, as I said, I think there's just an interesting conversation to be had there. And maybe it's one we revisit in the offseason.
1: Yeah, let let's revisit in the off if this guy keeps hitting the way he is and ends up, you know, over his career high uh, of twenty one home runs, and if he resigns a contract, I I, I don't think that's too uh, daring to say, I guess, because he's not going to break the bank. And if he's going to take a little less money, I think he will t- take a little less money to stay a San Francisco giant.
0: Yeah. yeah obviously I think that's the case too. Um, all right, Leo, we talk about Sammy long. We talk about Brandon and Crawford, uh, something we started last week. We're going to continue doing um, since we focused on long and Crawford, we're going to take them off the table. Um, who is your, who is Leo Luna's standout San Francisco giant of the week?
1: standout San Francisco giant of the week. All right. I'm, I'm going to see this, this guy that I'm going to drop his name here real soon. There's been a big dilemma from a hitting perspective when it comes to a backup catcher behind Buster Posey, obviously protecting Buster Posey's health to where he only plays two games in a row. And then he sits, he doesn't go out and play first base. They played an AL team. He probably wouldn't go out in DH. He literally just takes the day off. And that's been under a microscope more recent because the backup catcher, Kurt Cazali, while he could call a hell of a game, he bats under 200 and struggles to get a hit, struggles to not strike out, struggles to move the runner over if there's a guy on base. Uh, and unfortunately for his sake, he went on the I.L., and now we see Chadwick Trump back on the team, and he's someone that I was, like, fine with as a backup catcher role. I'm, yep. I'm going to nominate him as my player of the week. Nine at-bats, you know, light work. But in those nine at-bats, he's hitting four forty four and he has one home run, which was today against the Texas Rangers. Uh, with two RBIs, a one dot OPS, like I said, is very very limited work with with nine at bats. But it, it's the fact that you him put all in play. Uh, against the Cubs four days ago, he had a two hit game. So he has as many hits as Kurt Casale in nine plate appearances. Like, go figure. Uh, that's why I'm going to go ahead and eliminate him as my player of the week. Just keep swinging. Get like. Chad Chadwick's uh he's a hell of a backup catcher from a hitting perspective
0: yeah and that backup catcher position has actually turned out to be very important for the Giants this year with how little Buster Posey's playing um you know he he's pretty much on this two games one game off sort of thing uh so yeah ha- to have Trump come in and produce right away in the backup catcher position to spot the Giants haven't been getting much production from at least offensively because obviously there's the argument with Casale and his defensive uh whereabouts and and, and all that stuff like he's obviously earned a a spot on the roster obviously the offensive numbers aren't there so trump coming in being big there uh it's it's huge uh so we'll see if that can continue while casali stays on the il because i don't think the giants want to reach under the joey bart chest yet and and see what they have with him i think they really want to give him a chance to develop this year down in triple a um my guy i'm gonna take lamont wade jr um and it wasn't his best week of the season so far uh, I'm going to cl- include the Angel game just because MLB.com has it broken up by months, and the Angel, he had won a bet in the uh, Angel game. But in the month of June, uh, which is one Angel game, the four Cubs games and the two against the Rangers, uh, he, he got hurt a little bit today because he goes 0 for 4 with a walk today, um, and he went 0 for 4 at the start of the Cubs series. But in between there, uh, he goes 1 for 5, 1 for 4, 1 for 3, 3 for th- 5, uh, in a pretty important role because Brandon Belt is uh, injured. You know he He's on the IL. He steps in and plays first base. He has some experience playing first base. For him to come in, hit those two home runs in the month of June, he uh, hit 231, not the most impressive average thus far, but that 333 on-base percentage as the leadoff man is huge. It's humongous uh, to get a guy who can get on base one-third of the time. I, I think he's a guy that, you're, you you got to figure out a, a way to get him in the lineup. Like when Yastrzemski comes back, you're going to have to move him out of right field because Yastrzemski going to be the everyday right fielder, and then you're going to move him to left. And then Dickerson comes back, you're going to take you're going to take innings away from him. So you're going to have to find out ways to get him run. And even if that's you know playing brandon belt a little less you know and and getting and getting a rotation at first base to get weighed more at bats i think he's really earned it on the season he's hitting 283 with a 389 on base percentage and i mean usually you want your on base percentage to be about 60 points higher for it to be 100 points higher um he's having a hell of a year man and it's just another one of these Farhan Zadie spines where he's just like hey you know, the the twins don't want him. Take Sean Anderson. We don't have any value for him anymore. We'll take this guy, and he's plug and play. And, and if Farhan has really turned this into the Dodgers North, where one guy falls, they just pull a guy up, and he steps in and produces. So uh, Lamont Wade is my Giants player of the week.
1: I love it. Lamont Wade, he's uh he's performed a lot better than I initially thought he was going to, because obviously... Um, Seeing him being in the Twins organization, I definitely did not watch much Lamont Wade. I I did not have him on my map, Uh, and so seeing him under more of a microscope with the Giants, hey, this this guy got a little something. Like he can play, and he's never been known for home runs, but when he does hit home runs, it's you're like. This guy got some pop to it. Um, so it's pretty nice seeing him, you know, with three home runs, limit with the limited run he's got so far. Hey, I know a name that that he could potentially take innings from. Although this guy that I'm gonna say he could take innings from saved me on my parlay and hit a grand slam yesterday. That's Mike Talkman. Like, um, you know, Mike Talkman's been struggling at the play, hasn't looked comfortable where Lamont Wade has Looked a lot more comfortable than Talkman, and unfortunately, in this baseball industry, you 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 can't be about your feelings, and you got to realize Lamont Wade is probably a little a little better option to have in the lineup than a Mike Talkman currently.
0: And it, the fun fun thing about Mike Talkman is is he he hasn't been great offensively. Uh, with with the Giants so far it's it's still early we we have time to say but he probably has two of the biggest moments of the Giants season oh my gosh Uh, uh, yes with the robbed home run and the grand slam in Texas so like shout out Mike Talkman. um you know he's he's not somebody who's playing well particularly but just just two great moments uh Leo before we we wrap up uh we do want to touch on uh you know this and and obviously this sucks uh with with Dwayne Kuyper uh, stepping away from the the San Francisco Giants, uh, we're you know nobody's 100 sure what's going on, and none of it is our business uh, because that is 100 him and his family. Uh, but he's he's stepping away with a medical medical condition uh, that requires him to begin chemotherapy. We don't know when we're going to see him back. Um, so I, I really I just wanted to touch on this uh, because it's this is for the longest time. Um, you know, Leo, the San Francisco Giants were never good, right? Like we we went through the entire from 2002 to 2010. They weren't good before, you know, the 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 2000s and AT and T or God. There's so many names. I want to say the right one before Pac Bell Park was a thing. Um, you know, Kruk and and They're they're pretty much the faces of the Giants, right? Like like two Giants fans, obviously. ML Major League Baseball sees Posey and all the players. To Giants fans, though, they are the the face and the voice of this team. Um, so we just wanted to give our quick thoughts to, uh, to Dwayne Kuyper and his family, and hopefully he comes back soon because, I mean, he's he's one of the best at what he does, and um, we got to get them in the Hall of Fame uh, at some point here. Uh, so, I mean, if, if you want, Leo, just, just because of uh, something we talked about last night, do you have a, a Dwayne Kuyper moment off the top of your head you, you want to talk about real quick? Honestly, <clears throat>
1: like, I'm not going to go with a, a specific moment because I feel like I I, I was I had the ball rolling yesterday and they're just like, oh, I love that one, I love that one, I love that one, yeah. I love that one, I love that one. Uh, and you just catch yourself seeing, seeing that more and more. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you my favorite thing is, <clears throat> my my moment is when you watch a baseball game and you hear the play-by-play announcers and you know you, you got the volume on my favorite moment is like fuck i wish kite was calling this game i you know you know whether it's a espn game you're like i would you know man i, I would much rather listen to kite right now if the if the if it's a different network a different team uh like it's been stated i live in san diego so they have their own broadcasters and when the giants would play down down here or if the packers were up there i would have to listen to the local channels because it would be blacked out and man it's just i wish i i, I had kype on this game i wish i had Kipe. so i'm going to say that's like my favorite moment with him it's whenever he's i'm listening to a game where he's not on that's literally all I want is I want kype on there. I want to hear him calling the game. I want to hear his jokes. I want to hear his, his stories about when he was in the league, when he was talking to a coach, when he was talking to a player. Uh, That's my favorite thing about him is when he's not coming out of the volumes of my speaker. That's the guy I want.
0: Yeah. And and it's not the same. No, not, not at all. And, and um. You know the the one thing that has always really stood out to me, not just with Kuiper, but Mike Kruko, Kruk and Kuiper, obviously we love them. Is um, you know, you know they have they've had all these great moments, all these amazing moments. But when I think they're at their best is when it's a horrible game. Like the giants are behind 10, nothing in the sixth inning or, or the giants are winning. Like it, it's a game where like, you're not watching for the game anymore. You're watching for crook and Kype because that's when yeah. it, it just turns into like a stand up comedy set for them. They, they start making jokes and having fun with it. And it's like, there's a million reasons to turn off a baseball game. Uh, when one team is losing by eight runs if you're watching a San Francisco Giants broadcast and a team is losing by eight runs, there's absolutely no reason to turn the game off because that's when Kruk and Kuype, I feel like, are at their best. Um, so, you know, we obviously wanted to touch on this. Hopefully Kuyper comes back soon because we already miss him. It's been two games, and then we miss hearing his very familiar voice because, honestly, to me, Kruk and Kuype is Giants baseball. Um, so you know, we, we, we hope he comes back soon. And obviously our thoughts go out to Dwayne and his family at this time. So uh, we're, we're going to move forward. Now we're going to wrap up uh, with what's coming up with the San Francisco giants, Leo, we've already decided we're not going to be back until next Thursday uh, because the giants play Uh, eight games in the next eight days. They play 11 in the next 11. We're going to come back Thursday because the Giants are going to be closing up a four-game series against the Arizona Diamondbacks with 1245, so we'll be able to give you all that series and all the national series. The Giants are leaving Texas to go play the Washington Nationals in Washington, uh, and then they come back and they start (sighs) a four-game set against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And If you want some good news about that, those those back-to-back four-game sets, uh, the Diamondbacks and Nationals have a combined record this season of forty-four and seventy-six. So these are t- these are two very winnable series. Uh, I'll take five and three. I think five and three would be a very good place to be. I think six and two would be even better. Hell, might as well win them all. Go eight and zero. Uh, but the Giants have two very winnable series coming up against the Nationals and Diamondbacks. Give
1: give me six and two legit give me six and two I don't care how it comes I don't care if it comes in a in a split and then a sweep I don't care if it comes in both being three to one give me six and two um I love how you brought them up that they're two not so hot teams Th- this isn't a an important stretch the next 13 games they're facing teams against under that are under 500. Uh, that's 13 out of 18 last five games of this month. They're going to face Dodgers and and A's, A's first. Uh, We'll get into that at another time, but these next eight games, both teams are just down in the basement. Go ahead and make those Nationals, their record worse than it is because I wouldn't mind a couple relievers that they have on on their staff. So, um, like, I believe Brad Hand is on that staff, and... Uh, the other Scherzer. one, uh, um, uh, I'm talking about the relievers in the bullpen. In the bullpen, Brad Hans yeah, in no, the bullpen I'm just, I'm for the very thoughtful of Scherzer. <laughs> oh, I would, I would love. Scherzer. I would
0: love Max Scherzer.
1: I would just, <laughs> I would just uh, imagine a different, a different team beats out the Giants and th- that are a little more desperate. You know, it, with their starting rotation, since the Giants just called a uh, future Hall of Famer and Sammy yes. Long, so they're not, yeah, future Hall of Famer. Like, I don't know why anybody else would think otherwise, but like, go ahead and, and make that national teams worse. Let's see, I'm pulling up the other reliever, doing my Andrew Pasquini special while I'm it, speaking It's honestly on it.
0: the best way to do podcasts is uh, just just looking up as you go
1: i believe it's daniel hudson yeah yeah daniel hudson is the other guy in that bullpen that has been pretty lights out for them he's got 32 strikeouts in 22 in a third inning so earlier in the podcast we were talking about getting a reliever that could shove strikeouts daniel hudson he's 10 over on his k per or k per nine on the season so Let me let me get a let me get a little Daniel Hudson. Make this team worse. Sweep them. Sweep sweep the nationals so that we could get Daniel Hudson, please. And and still Richard Rodriguez. I like him.
0: Just don't lose another game this season. Why don't we just make it simple like that, Leo? Just don't lose again.
1: Um, I'm down for that. It's it it sounds realistic. It doesn't sound too much like a hot take. It you know it's maintainable. Win out, baby. Win out
0: yeah and we talk real quick before we get out of here we talk about winnable series they do go to Anaheim for two after the Philly series too so that's a little baby winnable series for the Giants so hopefully the Giants pick up some wins because boy oh boy it's gonna get tough after the Angels but that's a conversation for another day and maybe a conversation meant for a live stream is that a tease I don't know Leo I'll see you next Thursday and let's let's hope the Giants hit that six and two against the Diamondbacks and Phillies how about that
1: let's do it. Hashtag resilient SF. Let's do it.